This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> Valerie Shakti Botazi sees you. She hears you. Mostly, she wants to guide you into your self-healing journey so you can stop doubting yourself, feel connected to your purpose, own your confidence, and take action on your dreams. Valerie's guidance will bust through the barriers that are keeping you from serving the world and rising up in your own way. Valeria Tellis interviews Valerie Shakti Botazi, a spiritual teacher, coach, healer, Amazon best-selling author, three-time entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and Fulbright scholar. Valerie Shakti Botazi is a happy survivor of over 30 years in the corporate world. Valerie has experienced firsthand the emptiness that living out of alignment with purpose can bring. As a certified coach, she teaches her clients how to make the same journey she has, that of quieting the analytical mind so that the inner wisdom can blossom. The women who work with her become deeply connected to their own soul's work and lead a life of inspired action, purpose, passion, and prosperity. Valerie uses all she has learned in transforming from a general manager to medicine woman to teach life-changing, transformational workshops live and online. Her step-by-step processes empower women to enhance their lives with meaning, by saying yes to their spiritual gifts. A remarkable blend of Argentinian, Italian, and American cultures, Valerie is an honest, deeply transparent, heart-centered, courageous, and colorful woman. In her spare time, she enjoys traveling to exotic places with her husband and sons. Meet Valerie at theawakenpath.com. Here is the interview with Valerie Shakti Botazi. In your own words, who is Valerie Shakti Bhattasi? Hmm. <laughs> it's a woman, a mother, a medicine woman, a spiritual leader, and a person that lives life in full, that believes in magic, and that believes that while we are alive in this body, there's always time to keep creating. What is another word for life? What comes to mind? Experience, adventure, journey, path. 
And how would you define magic, your own definition of magic? What would that be? I would say magic and the ability for us to experience magic happens when we surrender to what life brings to us and understanding that life happens for us at all times and not to us. Mm. And that gives us the ability to be an observer as much as a person experiencing whatever is happening from a standpoint where we can see more layers. And so we can see synchronicities. We can see how there was magic in that meeting that person, in experiencing an event, even events that we may judge to be not necessarily happy about events. And for me, the magical quality of life is the ability to realize what a miracle, mm-hmm. everything that happens when we are experiencing life in a body, because we're spirit experiencing life in a body. And when we realize that, when we're able to recognize the essence of who we are and how we experience life, then we realize that everything is magic. And I wonder why so many of us won't have this realization. They don't at this time. So do you wonder why some of us realize this truth and some don't? Yes, I think the answer could be very long. I'm going to make it as short as I can. (laughs) (laughs) I I think this is belief, a part of our belief of how we live life. I believe that... We are here for a soulful purpose. I believe each human being has a soul journey, a journey that when we live in accordance to the Mm -hmm. agreement of why we came to experience life on earth in a body instead of staying as a soul, Mm -hmm. there was a perfect journey for us. We not always live that perfect journey. Sometimes we forget about it. And so we don't live that soulful purpose. And this is a time on earth where we are going through a process where we're all rising, we're all awakening. It's almost like a switch is turning on the light on. And we're beginning to remember that we're here to do something special, something especially, something special. And we are awakening to that truth. And that's why so many of us are now awakening, because there's that we need each and every one of us to help everybody. And so some of us came with a mission to be those leaders, those way showers, those light workers. That's why they're called light workers. And these way showers are showing the way to others. And the more we are doing what we came here to do, the more of us are awakening at this time to help everybody else. That's an interesting idea that I have heard before. Do you connect this spiritual expansion that you speak of to the events in 2020? Oh, big time. Big time. So when last year, 
the pandemic started at the very beginning in March. Um, I happened to be in the United States. I live half the time in Italy, in Tuscany, near Siena, and half the time in the United States. And I happened to be here and I immediately created out of nowhere, like a bootcamp called Awakening Bootcamp. And I started saying, this is an awakening. We didn't even know if it's going, if it was going to last a week or a month or a year and a half or two years. But I realized that that was a call of attention. And I agree. I think the events that are still happening are still a call of attention. Many of us are resisting the call to go inside and to find the answers inside. Many of us are still looking for, I, I, I call it escaping forward right. all the yeah. time in the phone with the, with music, with, yeah. with busyness, with, we, we are not taking the time to be in quiet stillness, listening to the whispers of our soul and our soul speaks in a very low voice. Mm-hmm. So unless we, create space to listen to those whispers we won't hear them with the noise that's around uh, surrounding us how did you become a spiritual teacher coach and healer how did this begin it began many years ago um, about 40 40 years ago (laughs) when i was uh, 18 years old and i lost in 18 months, I lost my dad, my sister, and my grandma. And that was so hard, that whole experience, that it led me to look for answers in some place that was different than the common answers. And that led me into the first of many, many teachers I had where I first discovered I had a healing hand when I was 19, and I started studying meditation way back then. And that led through a whole journey of 40 years, as you can imagine, almost 40 years because I'm 57, so 39 years, um, (laughs) where I met Uh in a really uneven journey, ups and downs, dark nights of the soul. I met teachers and shamans and guides in different continents, in different countries. I learned more than seven different healing methods. I teach now a healing method that I channeled and that integrates a lot of the lessons that I've learned from the different shamans and teachers and guides that I had. And about 10 years ago, I was called very powerfully by my own inner whispers to stand up and start doing this as part of what was my life every single day and not keep doing other things that were of the world. I'm a mom of two boys that are now 19 and 22, but at the time they were teenagers. And that started guiding me into a different path. And I tried different things that didn't work. I opened a holistic center, a physical holistic center, mm. where I was giving healings and we were doing all kinds of modalities and holding events. But then that didn't work. We were in partnership and the partnership didn't work. That was a big uh, difficulty there. And one thing led to another until four years ago. I finally realized that I had to do this on my own. And that's how this part of my life started. It started really many years ago. What is your understanding of enlightenment, Valerie? Enlightenment, if we, my own definition is when we reach Buddhahood, when we are completely 
um, experiencing the fact that we are spirit and when we have an awakening that completely divides our understanding of the physicality of the of the life we see and live and breathe and our experience as spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe that when we are spiritual seekers, you used that term yeah. a while ago, yeah. we are seeking that moment of enlightenment. Yeah. But I also have experienced many small, small spurts of enlightenment right. as I seek that path. And we are seeking that moment of enlightenment, but that doesn't mean that we may not have little experiences here and there that are truly enlightened when we journey shamanically, when we go into the quantum field and we meditate, when we do our own spiritual practices. I wouldn't call us in the journey enlightened. I would call us awakened, awakened to the fact that there is a different reality than what the illusion of what we see is. And that's why my business is called The Awakened Path, because it's the path of the people that are awakening. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And another question that I often ask is wholeness. I know enlightenment has this idea that you just described as an experience that we have. And I wonder if, if there's something beyond experience we could call wholeness, enlightenment, but mm-hmm. outside of experiences, have you found anything that's not connected? I, I would think that what you're saying is what I call beingness. Mm. When you are being, um, yeah. it's, it's like a step beyond experiencing, right? It's you are, mm. period. Right. I am. Right. It's I am. I am. Mm. And when you can live and breathe, I am. Mm. You understand that you are being. Yeah. Right? You're not even experiencing your being. I also wonder if that could be interlaced or interconnected with the experience. But it's very obvious. It's actually not subtle. It's very obvious. It's so obvious that we miss it. (laughs) That we think it's the experience, right? But it's... (laughs) And I love how mm. you said wholeness because when we are being... When, when we are living the I am, we are with yeah. everything that is. Right. So it's not even wholeness is oneness. It's like one mm. step ahead, right? Right. Or yeah. beyond, more than ahead, beyond. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, in a way, includes everything and it cannot be described. Yeah. It's not a separated experience or entity or anything. It's just... Yeah. Healing. What are some of the misconceptions we have about healing? Hmm. So my definition of energy healing, okay, uh, is that we bring, actually, let me correct that. My definition of healing is to bring harmony to our whole body. Our body, I define it as the physical body that we perceive and the as subtle bodies that surround our bodies that are an electromagnetic field that we may not see, but it's there and it's part of who we are. Mm. And when there is lack of ease, lack of flow, dis-ease, mm. illness, is because there's something out of whack, out of alignment. So regular medicine that we're familiar with seeks to bring balance to a system that is out of balance and energy healing seeks the same thing. 
Now, the, the difference, I think, is that energy healing operates from a principle, which is that the person, each one of us, has the ability and the choice and the sovereignty to choose that healing and to, to allow the healing to happen. And healers, we're called healers, but we're not really doing the healing. We're mm-hmm. a conduit for divine energy source to come through us, directed towards the person that is available to receive the healing and the healing happens when the person is willing to activate that within themselves Mm, so self-healing right right even when you go to a healer you're still healing yourself the healer it's almost like the name is a misconception you know to say that i'm a healer because i'm really opening the door for you to heal yourself right makes sense yeah, 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 it makes a lot of sense. So it's uh, the vessel for the wisdom, right, to, to flow right, through it. Right. And the channel for the wisdom. And by channel, I don't mm. mean like a like a clairvoyant. I mean almost like a tube through which the clean water comes through to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yes, right, right. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I do visit a um, energy healer around me. And she says that too. I'm not doing anything. It's just flowing through me. She says clearly that, and that's interesting. When I look at her, I don't see anyone there. <laughs> it's almost like she's not there. She's there, but it's not there at the same time. Yeah. What do you love most about being in a human body, Valerie? Um, <laughs> hugs. Hugs. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a big one. I love uh, bathing in the water, like in the ocean, in the pool. I love the feeling of the water around me. Yeah. Uh, I think I love all things that have to do with experiencing the sense of tact, like walking barefoot on the grass. I love that. Or barefoot on the sand. Um, I really love that. And I couldn't experience that if I weren't in a body. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the the aspect of touching other humans, you know, being able to feel love through touch. I think that's a huge one for me. Yeah, we can all agree, I would say. I love the, <laughs> I love the grass, yeah, walking barefoot. Yeah, it feels great. The sand, I love the sand too. Eating ice cream. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's another big one. <laughs> of course, <laughs> eating yeah. ice cream. Yeah, the senses, exploring the, the senses, all of them, which intuition is one of them that we often ignore, right? I'll be asking you questions in a moment. So, yeah, now that we are talking about, we'll be talking about some of the the topics that I have accessed from your work. The three keys to unleash your inner magic. So you speak of finding your soulful purpose. That's one, trusting our intuition and connecting with our spirit guides. So talk to me about purpose, Soul for purpose. How do we learn to discern between our life purpose in the humanness of this life and then the soulful purpose? Is there a difference or they are interconnected somehow? I okay, that's a great question, actually. I my take is that our soulful purpose in this life is our life purpose. They are the mm, same thing. Right. 
But I also right. believe that we don't only have one soulful purpose, but at different times of our lives, our purposes may change. Mm-hmm. It was very clear to me, for example, when I was raising my boys and I unfortunately separated from their father when they were very young, that my life purpose at the time was to raise them. That's what I was meant to be doing at that time. Everything I did had to do with the fact that I was raising them. So even my work was so that I could have sustenance to raise them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, very. And much. then there was a time that came that it was very clear that I needed to do what I'm doing now. And the purpose had changed. But that doesn't mean that one was wrong and the other one was right. It means that at one time one was needed. And this time this one is the other one that is needed. That makes so much sense to me. You ask us to fully connect with the body and the earth cycles. It's that connected to the purpose, our purpose, or this is something else that I missed? No, I think that, so the three keys to unleash your inner magic are three, right? And they are to open up your direct divine connection, which is our intuition. Like you said, it's a sense that we forget to mention is the sixth sense, or I call it the full sensorial. Then there's trusting the guidance because you may have the intuition, but if you don't trust it, Mm. then you don't understand, right? right? And then the third one is to be fully connected with your body and aligned with the nature and natural cycles of earth, which Mm. many of us have forgotten. Now, you're saying, how do we understand or hear or listen or know what that purpose is? That was one question you just asked me. and. So that that for me is about discerning when your mind is talking to you versus when it's your inner wisdom or those soul whispers that we were talking about before. So in order to discern the voice that is talking to you, it's imperative that you create time every single day of your life to tune into with your soul's voice. And you can do that through many ways, through meditation, through praying, through walking in nature, sitting in nature, through journaling. I mean, there's so, so, so many ways of doing it. But what's important is that you honor a time for you to learn what does the soulful whispers feel like, sound like, Mm -hmm. are like, right? Otherwise... You won't be able to tell when your mind is playing games with you, pretending to be a soulful whisper or when it's your mind, your ego playing with you because it wants to derail you. This is um, it's kind of experimenting in going through the process, the practice. We actually don't know when we are listening to the intuition or to the mind. It's not clear, right? It's not something that we can pin down every time. Basically, you're saying that's uh, a practice. It's a practice. I mean, it gets to the point when you absolutely can. I am at a point in my life where I truly live guided by divine guidance, even big choices. You know how to you know how to travel to visit your mom. You know how to go to the U.S. You now have to do this. Even big, very practical choices. Divine guidance is very down to earth. It's not woo woo just up Mm, there. Right. But we learn how to trust that by practice. Like you say, we need to practice. Otherwise, Uh, we won't be able to tell. 
true. So trusting requires a practice. Yes. But not, yeah. I, wow. They're together, I think. You trust, you yeah. practice, you get experience, you confirm, and then you trust more. And then you keep practicing and you trust again, right? Yeah. And the more experiences that you're like, oh, that was so on point. Mm -hmm. Well, you begin trusting and you begin discerning when the inner wisdom is true inner wisdom versus when it's not. Can we use feelings or emotions to know the difference? I think feeling and emotions, which happen in the body, right? Yeah. Emotions are energy in motion and they pass through the body. Feelings give birth to emotions mm. are a tool that intuition uses right. to understand better if it's the mind speaking or the inner wisdom. Can you give us an example of that, Valerie? That would be helpful. For example, when you are having... Um, you're receiving an information that you need to take a trip. Let's say something simple like that, right? Yeah. Like it happened to me. This is a real example that happened to me early this year where I was in Italy and I got this information. You need to travel to Argentina and visit your mom now. And I called my husband and I said to him, I need to travel to Argentina. And he's like, no, well, I don't know if I can take you to the airport. And I'm like, I don't care. I need to go now. My mom is elder. She's 96. Yeah. And so I, I just went and booked my ticket and did that. But why did I take action so clearly? Because I tuned into my body yeah. and everything felt joyful and expansive. I didn't mm. get, you know, when you get it in your gut, that you get your gut constricting, like you feel the knot in your gut yeah. or you feel a knot in your solar plexus. Yeah. That's the emotions saying no or saying there's fear or there's a mm. threat. And mm. when those are not there and you feel the big expansion, you just know that it's okay. The energy is flowing. The It feels wonderful. It feels blissful. It feels well-being. And you know, mm. the story about visiting my mom, there was a window of only 20 days where we could come into Argentina without having to quarantine for like 14 days. And I visited my mom in that window because wow. I followed guidance. And there's no way I could have known that right. because the laws were happening as I was there. So tuning in the body, the feelings... That will help a lot because the body knows the body cannot lie, right? Yeah. And I would differentiate feelings and emotions. It's, again, very subtle. But feelings is something that your mind is having the information of what that is. The emotion is the feeling taking body in your body through energy and motion. They're connected, mm. but they're different. Okay. So feelings would be this interpretation of the mind. So the labels, the story. Right. I'm feeling happy. But how is the emotion of feeling happy and how does it feel in your body? Right. Mm. It feels exciting. It feels thrilling. Your body is vibrating. Your body is yeah. um, shaking. You're, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. I have heard the other way around. The feelings are natural. They just happen in the body and then emotions are constructs of the mind. But then you're saying the other way around. Emotions, they're just uh, the energy in motion. Yeah, the word says it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Talk to me for a moment about the difference between prayer and meditation. Mm. So they're very similar. They're, I say that there are, well, I don't say this, I've learned this, but yeah. 
different uh, parts of the world utilize different ways of connecting with our inner wisdom. The Western world uses prayer. The Eastern world uses meditation. And the native tribes, the shamans, they use shamanic journey. But they're very similar. They're just different aspects in which you access the realm of the divine. When we meditate, what's the suggestion? Are we looking for something? Are we setting an intention? Or we just sit there in stillness and just uh, flow with whatever comes? I love that question. When I teach meditation, I teach that the point is not engaging with the mind. The mind is like a monkey. It'll continuously yeah. bring <laughs> thoughts and ideas to you. Oh, and let's say you want to sit in meditation and you're trying to do it, just sitting down and you're trying to meditate. And then a thought comes through. Let's say I need to go to the grocery store or there is no carrots, right? Yeah. So let's say <laughs> if I need to go to the grocery store. So when you're meditating, the thing to do is allow that thought to go by as if it were a cloud in a sky moved by the wind. Mm -hmm. Because the other thing that the mind does is the thought comes, I need to go to the store. And then you go, oh, and I need to buy carrots and salad mm -hmm. and I need to make sure, right? Yeah, so that's, that's when so you true. engage with the thought, you're no longer meditating, right? Yeah, but yeah. if you say, <laughs> I need to go to the store and breathe mm -hmm. and let it go. I need to buy carrots and breathe and let it go, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. you just don't engage with the thought, then you're meditating. And the more you practice, once again, the more the muscle can allow the mind to be silent for a longer period of time. Yeah. And the more you can experience that voice of the inner wisdom versus the mind, right? When you finally are in that quiet space. Is that what we call mindfulness when we are practicing meditation off the mat without staying quiet, sitting quietly? There's a practice in itself that somebody teaches that's called mindfulness, but I've never taken that training, so I don't know what that is. Yeah. But I use mindfulness in the sense of to once you train yourself to meditate on a daily basis and you acquire that ability to stop reacting to life and to yeah. press the pause button and really make a choice every time that something is thrown at you like life sometimes do yeah. does then mindfulness for me is that is living life with mindfulness of the fact that you are a spirit being doing experience in the body that there's things that seem so tremendous, even when they are, by the mind's judgment, tremendous, they're still part of a journey. And mm -hmm. mindfulness allows you to experience life always from a space of grace, no matter mm -hmm. what is happening in it. I love that idea. And speaking of that presence and mindfulness, talk to me for a moment about the free mini ebook that you offer, Morning Mindfulness Success Kit. Yeah, so that's actually uh, a small uh, write-up that I did to help anybody that wants to either start with a mindfulness practice or wants to enhance their own 
practice Mm -hmm. and I speak about the difference between morning routine and morning ritual. Uh, For example, a morning routine is I get up at seven o'clock, I take a coffee, I get the kids to school, right? That's a routine. A ritual is when you expand and you make everything you do part of a sacred moment of your life. Mm-hmm. And in the Morning Mindfulness Success Kit, I teach about all the aspects that you have, like soul, mind, body, and heart, so that you can nurture all those aspects and you can pick and choose from different activities. And it's a guidance so that you can create a morning ritual for yourself that works for you. You don't need necessarily a ton of hours, depending upon what is your life like you can create it in a half an hour in an hour maybe you want to be two hours but i give you all the tools and everything you need to know and even a tracker so that you can track your success as you do it to know what works for you and what doesn't i love this idea of being flexible with anything so that's a very beautiful invitation the link to it to download the mini ebook morning mindfulness success kit is thewakenpath.com slash morning-success-kit. I'll have this link on your podcast profile too. So we're almost at the end, Valerie. And before I ask you my final questions, would you like to add anything? No, I think this was amazing, like super compact information. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) True. And uh, speaking of success and the the word success, part of the ebook, the mini ebook you offer, what is your idea of success these days, Valerie? What is to be successful? For me, a successful life is a life where we have joy, where we recognize the path of our soul, where we feel fulfilled. Yeah. Whatever it is we're doing, we mm-hmm. just live life. We wake up happy to be alive. We see the magic and we are following the soulful path. That for me is success. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself in life as of today? Oh boy, very clear. The answer to that is to love myself, accept myself just the way I am. Mm-hmm. I I suffered yeah. so much throughout my life, just putting myself down, being the worst critique of myself, not loving myself, and therefore attracting people that wouldn't love me either. Right. Definitely, definitely, definitely the hardest lesson to learn. That's a challenging one from all of us. I love that message. Yeah, Unconditional self-love is um, what we talk a lot. I write about it and I talk a lot. A lot about it. Unconditional self-love, how crucial it is. And two more questions. If you knew you would die soon, meaning leaving, losing the body, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? Mm, not now. Probably a few years ago I would. But I it's almost like scared to say it. But I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm living life to the maximum, knowing that I'm in service to love, to light, to my soulful purpose. I love what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing my best. It's not perfect by any means. I know I fall short many times, but I'm doing the very best I can. Mm. And I wouldn't do it differently because this is I'm doing the best I can. So if I learn, right. I will change, but yeah. I will keep trying to do the best I can. Right. So, yeah. yeah. What a beautiful answer. I love that answer every time I hear. And pretty fast to know I wouldn't change anything. That's when we know that we are living that yeah. purpose. 
My last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Mm. I know for sure that the answer to all things is love. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. A as billion right times. as it seems, but that's it, really. Mm, um, yeah. I know for sure that when we show up in life, all of us, life responds and supports us mm. all the time. Yeah. And I know for sure that when we are desiring something, needing something, feeling we're short of something, the best way to come out of that is to give exactly what you're needing. Thank you so much, Valerie, for your presence, the healing work you do, the wisdom that flows through you and everything else in between. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, Valeria. It was beautiful to speak with you today. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services, and future projects? Thank you. Well, I'm in Instagram as uh, Valerie Botazzi. So if you look at the handle Valerie Botazzi, you find me there. I'm in Facebook with the same way, Valerie Botazzi and Valerie Shakti Botazzi. And my website is very simple. It's www.theawakenpath.com. A-W-A-K-E-N path.com Thank you again, Valerie. We'll talk soon. Stay Thank well. you, Valeria. Bye for Bye. now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Valerie Shakti Botazi and her work, please visit theawakenpath.com. about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.